Hey guys, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue. This is my oldest daughter, Grace, and uh, she's joining me for this video. We're going to be talking about type 8s and the levels of health. And of course, she is an 8 wing 7 and a social 8, and I'm a social 7 wing 6. So I thought it would be good to have her involved in this conversation. Before we get started, just want to say thank you for watching the video today. And in the link uh, description below is a link to my website, tomlehue.com. I do offer coaching appointments, as does Grace. Yes. Grace now offers coaching appointments too. Um, so if you um, want to connect with her, uh, in the description below is a link to her website and also Kaylee's website. Um, Kaylee is one of my other daughters and uh, she's been featured on some of my videos as well. Uh, I want to thank all my patrons and your continued support for this channel. Really appreciate it. And um, I also wanted to tell you about a, uh, a certificate program that we're putting together. It's uh, uh, on the website, on my website, TomLeHue.com. You can read about it and, um, and more information will be coming. So that'll be coming up beginning of next year. Really excited about that on training people to do what we're doing, coaching others and helping others using the Enneagram. I have a world of resources on my YouTube channel about the Enneagram, but I wanna work with you to help you help others uh, using the Enneagram as a tool to, uh, to help people grow and uh, know more about themselves and move to greater levels of health and of course be more present to life. Also wanted to say a word about my daughter Madison. Her calendar is available. It's on a uh, link on my website as well uh, or in the description below to her. She's very proud, I'm very proud of her. Uh, she's worked really hard on this calendar. It's a Florida calendar, some of her favorite places we've gone this year and uh, she takes pictures and we put it together and make a calendar every year. And so she's the CEO of her own her own calendar business. So. Just I told she's her she's kind of a big deal. Yeah, she's kind of a big deal, and she's a four wing three, so she's very you know special. Okay, <laughs> all right. So uh, without any further ado, let's jump into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the levels of health, and so we'll start with the lowest level of health, and uh, we'll move up to the higher level of health. Um, and uh, we got Grace here to to check us and see check our facts. All right. <laughs> so let's start with the lowest level of health. This is coming from. Um, Ginger Lapid Bogda's book, Bringing Out the Best in Everyone You Coach. Um, she says the lowest level of health for a an eight, uh, the core fear um, is of being harmed, controlled, or extremely vulnerable. And she calls this lowest level of health the bully. Okay, so are you comfortable with that term, Grace? The eight as a bully? What do you think about that? I think in the lowest level of health, I you could make that argument. I think most of the time when you see an eight they're the ones standing up to the bully yeah but at their lowest point i could see yeah they're gonna push and shove and do what it takes to accomplish their will yeah and you know they may not realize that they're coming across like a bully other people yeah. might be like wow i feel like i'm getting bowled over like bulldozed you know right because eights just come with such power, such energy, such strength, such determination, mm -hmm. um, can sometimes be truth and justice warriors. And, you know, that can cause them to take sort of a, an against posture to, to other people, or at least can feel like that. And I think you're right. I think eights often, you know, are willing to stand up to what they perceive to be the bully, <laughs> but they may be coming across, especially in their lowest levels of health, like a like a bull in a china shop like mm -hmm. a bulldozer and they sometimes get a bad reputation or a bad rap from other types like wow eights are so you know hard to deal with right. and, but okay so the fear of being harmed controlled or extremely vulnerable those all sound pretty terrible <laughs> but I'm, in my head i'm like why would anybody want those things that sounds terrible for everyone isn't this like everyone's biggest you know yeah obstacle uh, probably when they are being harmed or they are, you know, um, being uh, manipulated in some way or, or taken advantage of. You know, there's a lot of people, though, that just seems like they just kind of expect it and roll with it. They right. just kind of like, well, what are we going to do? You can't, mm. you know. And sometimes even like nines might actually be being harmed or controlled and they're like, Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Some people, they just don't, it doesn't even bother them. Yeah. I mean, they're not wired. Not everybody's wired to like fight back, you know, and, and maybe we could learn from the eight that we don't have to be bullied. We don't have to be victimized. Right. And 
there are appropriate times when everybody might stand up and say enough, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, tell me about this word vulnerability. What comes to your mind when you hear that? Gross. Um, I think that there's a difference between like vulnerability and that you're being emotionally vulnerable. Like, oh, I'm sharing these sensitive feelings with you versus like being physically vulnerable. Like I don't, I wouldn't want to find myself in a position where it's like, oh, I can't afford my life or I can't, you know, pay my bills. I can't, or you're just a way bigger person and you have me backed into a corner. Like I don't want any of that. So I think like for eights, when they're told you need to be vulnerable, that's what I think a lot of us think of. Like, you mean I'm supposed to just cower down in a corner while you wave your finger and yell at me? When it's like, no, nobody should be in that position. But you have to learn to be emotionally vulnerable and maybe share some of the things that are hard for you or some tough things you've gone through or whatever. Yeah. the Remember the paradox of the eight, let's see if I can remember it right, is you say that you want to be accepted and understood and valued and appreciated for who you are Mm -hmm. with all of your vulnerabilities and weaknesses and but then refuses to show them (laughs) right like you want people to be loyal to you in spite of the fact that you're not perfect in spite of the fact that you have your own weaknesses and all that Mm -hmm. but then you kind of eights kind of work really hard to not show those that right. human side of themselves, right. that softer, broken, scared, um, mm-hmm. weak, you know, uh, side of themselves. So I want somebody who will accept me with all of my my vulnerabilities, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. Just don't ask what those might be. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not gonna be vulnerable with right. you. Right? I think also too though, some eights we can like fool others and maybe even fool ourselves a little bit into thinking that we're being vulnerable by talking about things that don't bother us to talk about. Like, oh yeah, I went through this horrible thing. It was awful. I made these mistakes. It was terrible. But it's like we don't really care that people know that. We don't care to share that. What would make an eight? I think in my experience. And then with coaching and other eights I've known, it's when you ask them to be vulnerable about like happy things or good things. Eights are easily, they easily share their mistakes and things they've done wrong. They're not necessarily gonna apologize for them, but they'll tell you that they did them, you know, but then for them to be like, you know, I love you so much. I don't know what I would do without you. I can't imagine if you ever, you know, left me or if you ever didn't wanna be with me anymore. You know, that's the stuff that I think is more hard for eights you know like okay you had all the family over and you want to tell them like oh i just can't imagine if you weren't here you know but that's the part they're like oh i'm just not gonna say that yeah you know so it's like they might pick and choose the things that they'll be vulnerable about right like i walked into a store and there was a wet spot on the floor and i fell and right on my face like yeah an eight will face tell you that. everywhere it was horrible yeah yeah everybody's laughing at me and i was ridiculous and they'll right. tell you that but but to sit around with your family in that in that candlelight and say, I really value oh, all gosh, yeah, of you. Oh gosh, yeah, that's not gonna happen, and, yeah. And, and I would be lost without each one of you. Right. You all hold a very special place in my heart. Right. And yeah, and I've noticed like with, like, well, you know, masks are really popular right now because mm-hmm. of the COVID thing. We're all supposed to wear masks. And in the state of Florida, it's a little bit unclear sometimes whether you have to wear them or whether you don't have to wear them. Right. And so you walk into a store and some people are not wearing them and some people are wearing them. And so that's been on our minds a lot. And hopefully by the time you're watching this video, you know, in the future, maybe that'll all be a thing of the past and we'll all be through this <laughs> virus. But I can see where like some of the conversations we've had, like an eight, you know, you, there might express like, this is stupid. We have to wear these masks. This is ridiculous. Or on the other side, it's stupid that people won't wear their masks. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Just right. put on your dumb mask. You know, only they probably wouldn't say dumb. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> put on your mask or, or why do I have to wear this stupid mask? Uh-huh. And, and Give so, them on both sides. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you'll you'll hear them talk about that subject in a very angry, frustrated, powerful way. But like what you might not, what they might be covering up with that strength and power and boldness and all that is gosh this is scary um uh you know what if i don't wear a mask am i gonna get sick 
Or, gosh, this is scary. They can make us wear masks. What else could they make us do? Mm -hmm. And so you won't necessarily hear at eight, you know, this is scary to think that, you know, they could control us and make us wear masks. What else might they make us do? Or this is scary. You know, if I don't have this mask on, I could get sick and end up, you know, getting, um, you know, into a hospital and on a ventilator. And, gosh, this is really frightening. You won't hear (laughs) at eight probably talk like They'll just, you'll see it covered in this. This is ridiculous. This is stupid. (laughs) Who's the... Who's to blame for this? Yeah. Right. Okay. Then they might sound like a bully, right? They could sound like a bully. If everybody in the office is like, mask, mask, mask. Right. And the eight's like, I'm not wearing a stupid mask. This is ridiculous. This is stupid. Right. Or nobody in the office is wearing a mask. Right. And the eight's like, you guys are dumb. You need to wear a mask. Yeah, they could sound like a bully. All right. Eights with low self-mastery. So this is the low end. Wait, pause for one second. Yeah. So they might sound like a bully either way. But they would have probably no idea that they were. Either way, they think they're helping you. Like, you need to put on a mask so you're safe. So I'm trying to help you by telling you to put a mask on. Or you have to take your mask off. You can't let these people control you. Don't let them control you. Take off the mask. It's like, either way, I'm doing it for your benefit so that you don't have to live like this. Yeah. It's like, okay, but you're just the crazy lady screaming about the mask. Can't you see I'm helping (laughs) you? Yeah. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Which is often the case with AIDS. Right. They think they're helping. I've I've talked about it before in other videos. Empowering you. Yeah. I've talked about it in other videos before, like... I felt like I was always getting in trouble as a kid for helping. I really sincerely believe that everything I was doing was helping someone, yet I was always in trouble. And now, knowing what I know, going back and watching home videos and stuff, I'm like, it's because I'm always grabbing stuff out of people's hands. Like, here, let me do that for you. No, move out of the way. Let me do this yeah, for you. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm like, my whole life, I thought I'm just helping, and here I am. And mostly in trouble with mom, very rarely with dad. Yeah, it turns out sevens don't really get yeah. in trouble very much. Right. Okay, so again, this is the lowest level. So if you're hearing this and you're like, I'm not like that. Okay, Good. remember you're an eight, so yeah. you're going to challenge everything we're saying. But uh, this is this is the <laughs> lowest level. True. Eights with low self-mastery can be direct, which is good, right? But to the point of cruelty. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, eights often, they're sensitive to their own vulnerabilities. And that's what they tend to put behind their back. Like, I'm not scared. I'm not weak. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, sensitive about missing this tooth right here. <laughs> I'm not sensitive about those things. And so since their their eye is focused on vulnerabilities, guess what they tend to see in the rest of us? They see the things that we are feeling vulnerable about. Eights, right. eights have an eye to see where the real power and control centers are in a structure or office or family. But then they also have an eye to see Oh, I think, you know, Aunt Susie is a little bit self-conscious about that wart on her face. Hmm, I'll remember (laughs) that. And when it comes time to destroy her, I'll know what to point at and laugh at. I don't know that there's even so much, like, pre-thought into it, though. Like, I don't know that I... I don't have, like, here's a category of this person, all the things they're vulnerable about. But it's like when you're pushed against the corner, it's like, okay, well, you want to go there? Let's talk about the mole on your face. Yeah. (laughs) I think it would show up like, um, well, Aunt Susie wants us to have Christmas at her house this year because Mm -hmm. she's not able to get out. And the eight might say, she can't even get the mole cut off her face. (laughs) Yeah. Of course she can't get out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't leave my house either. She's not smart enough to remove the... Right. Okay. The food out of her teeth. Right. How can she be the one to control our Christmas? Right. All right. Yeah. So they un- nice. they might... <laughs> now when she hears it, she's like, oh yeah, I guess that, that does kind of sound like a bully. Okay. Unleashing a flood of anger and destructive, punitive behavior. Believing that they must overcome their enemies by whatever means necessary, they might justify their actions and blame the other person for what essentially is you know, um, maybe their own unwillingness to acknowledge their own vulnerability. Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like eights I've coached and friends that I've had that are eights. I mean, I'm sure I've done this too, but I'm so far above this that it's really hard for me to relate, um, of course. But right. yeah, I can see, you know, eights, like they're desperately trying to make connections with people in all the wrong ways. And then they lose their minds when these people don't want to connect with them. 
And when you ask them to break down, you know, okay, you got home from work, you got an argument with your husband, you had this nice night plan, what went wrong? What'd you do? Well, I walked in and and they go through the list of all the wrong things they shouldn't have done, you know. I was mad because he left his stuff out and I was yelling at him about this. And then I the dog did this and I was mad because he didn't clean it up. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, you put all the blame on that person. I had a terrible night tonight because you left your shoes out and I had to tell you to be an adult, pick up your dang shoes. And it's like, okay. Like I can see the heart is that you're trying to connect with this person, you're trying to, but then you just get but caught up in all this stuff it. and they're the problem. Yeah, they're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like kind of hard. I don't know. It's like a, a, a strange balance with eights because eights tend to be responsible and be the adult well, adults take responsibility for themselves, too. They don't just expect that everyone around them has to clean up the mess while they are hollered at, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good on paper. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Again, not me, of course. Not me, of course. Right. At worst, they can deteriorate into antisocial. Uh, goes to five. five right, yeah. yeah. Antisocial and or violent behavior, which could be very detached. You know, when an eight goes to five and they become very investigative, like, what time did you know that? Where were you? I called, you didn't answer. And, you know, they can get that investigative. And then when they're really upset or really at a low point, you know, they might withdraw. Like, I'm I'm out of here. Grab their keys and just leave. I'm not talking anymore. I'm done talking about this. So antisocial and then violent, you know, with sort of that five sense of, like, emotional detachment. Right. Like, I don't care if this hurts you or I don't care if... You know, this causes you pain because they cannot or won't contain or control their explosive anger. Remember, they are in the anger mm-hmm. group. And um, I think most of the time, if you ask an eight, if when they look angry, if they are angry, they probably wouldn't they wouldn't register it as anger. Um, just no, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. No, yeah. I'm just trying to get to the point. I'm just trying to understand, you know, why <laughs> it has to be like this. Why Aunt Susie won't let us do Christmas the way we want to, you right. know. Right. Okay, so let's talk about the mid-level. That's the lowest level. I mean, at the very lowest level, watch out, because an eight might go there. I mean, they could be um, unrestrained and uncontrolled, and their superpower is superpower. So they might body slam stuff, you know? I mean, they could be... I know eights who have talked about, like, they would get in arguments, and they're throwing dishes and breaking stuff and punching holes in walls and... It's like, okay, this is not the kind yeah. of behavior we should be striving for. Like the eyes turn green, right? Right. Like the Hulk. Right. right. Okay. Right. So let's talk about the mid-level of health. Uh, the The lowest level is the bully, okay? The mid-level she calls the immovable rock. And, of course, that has a lot of positive connotation to it, like strong, mm-hmm. determined, unmoved. But then there's kind of a negative connotation, too, like um, immovable. Um, but what if you're in the wrong? You know, right. what if you are being a problem? Um, are you willing to adjust, mm-hmm. you know, for other people? So the immovable rock. The core concern is self-protection and um, not showing weakness. So, like, you know, they're not going to get me. You're not going to, you know, and not showing that weakness, which that weakness, there's a fine line right between weakness and vulnerability. Right. You know, I mean, the very thing that eights don't show is okay what they pick up on on in others but it's also what draws them to others mm-hmm. i mean eights i think i would say tend to be drawn to the vulnerable yeah a lot of eights i know like are working with people who have special needs or working with older people or working with children or uh our teachers or counselors you know they're like they or want in the to social help. social organizations where they're helping yeah, the missionaries, dis, the or, disenfranchised yeah. or the disadvantaged. Yeah, they're like yeah. working with people who cannot do for themselves. Right. Yeah, peace and justice, social justice, a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the Martin Luther Kings of the mm-hmm. world, juniors of the world, sort of seeing, oh, everybody wants to help, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what about these really disadvantaged right. people over here? Nobody's right. helping them. And the eight's eyes go to that vulnerability. Right. And that thing that they appreciate, um, you know, that, that innocence. Mm-hmm. Innocence is a key word with eights, right? Innocence, it probably just evokes all kinds of, like, um, like the little girl or the little boy inside, you know, that the eight... Remember that eight has a seven wing, right? And seven is that little boy or little girl. Seven (laughs) wants to be 
childlike can be childish but wants to be childlike and sevens are often very childlike and eights are like nope 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 you know and so that line i think is a demarcation that we both need each other Mm -hmm. the seven needs to grow up sometimes and realize it's not appropriate to skip through the funeral home you know it's not appropriate to uh, which i've seen happen not you but i've seen it before yeah it's not appropriate (laughs) always to be childlike sometimes you have to be an adult and and have adult conversations with people and own your mess and right. and be responsible for it. And an eight, you know, needs that seven, that innocent playfulness, childlikeness, mm-hmm. um, needs to be in touch with that as well. Okay, so where are we? So self-protection and showing weakness. That's the core concern at that mid-level. Eights who possess a moderate self-mastery try hard to manage their frustration and anger. Do you do you sense a lot of anger in yourself? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't call it anger. I know it can be angry. You know, about denying things. it's not going to make it go away. <laughs> okay, dude. All right, calm down. Um, wow, don't get so. That upset. was me managing it. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing that I think all eights, especially you know, I've made some of these videos and I've had so many eights comment and tell me like, yes, we. You have no idea how much restraint we have. Like, you think maybe we're the bully, but you have no idea how hard we've tried to fight all of that. And I think, yeah, it's moderate health. that <laughs> You've got to manage it, and it's tough to do. But. So most age should get some kind of acknowledgement for what they haven't done and yes. haven't said. Yes, yes, yes. So you've talked about it before, like, it's so unfair. When sevens are doing the things that sevens do, everyone's like, yay, that's so funny. When twos are doing the things twos do, yay, that's great. Bring me another pie, you know. And then when eights are doing things that eights do, everyone's like, oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Get them out of here. I can't Who believe she them? said that. Right. We're never going to get welcomed back to the lodge. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like, it's so unfair, you know. But it's right. just, we're just wired this way. Like, you're wired that. I didn't choose to be an eight, you know. But. But, yeah, okay, well, if you know that you are, then if you've gotten along and been a functioning adult, you've had to do a lot of self-regulating. And, you know, again, this is the mid-level. So at that mid-level, you're, like, trying not to let yourself Mm -hmm. be the bully. Right. Like, ooh, I got to control that. Ooh, I got to be careful. Ooh, I can't say that out loud. Ooh, Mm -hmm. that's what needs to be said. You know, I think inside the eight is thinking... All of this could be solved if we would just right, own the we, truth. Yeah, if you just said it. If oh we could gosh, just say so out easy. loud, Aunt Susie, you're the problem. Right. Then it would all be solvable. Be so easy. But we don't want Aunt Susie to cry. <laughs> so, okay. Which we don't even have an Aunt Susie, so we don't yeah, think don't, about anybody in particular. Susie, yeah. Okay. So, uh, although they can be sensitive and generous... And eights can be very generous. And I think when eights are generous, it's real generosity. It's not like, okay, so you're going to be there to protect me, right? Yeah. Or, okay, so you love me, right? Or, right. okay, I did the right thing, Lord. Did I get the points? I don't think <laughs> eights are thinking. When they actually no. are generous, it's they're really being generous. I mean, they, they just want to give it right. away. And would probably prefer not to have much acknowledgement. You know, yeah. if I give you something, then just say thank you and leave it alone. Right. Don't make it a big thing. Right. Yeah. Right. I know ones like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. They might appreciate that little plaque on their wall, but they don't want to be brought up in front of everybody and acknowledged. And, right. Yeah. Right. Right. I think sevens tend to be oversharers as well and can be very generous. Oh, yeah. As well. But it's probably because they have a stockpile of nonsense they've collected over the They're years. They're like, look, I have 20 of these. You want one? Yeah, I have 20 of them. I've tried them all, and I can tell you uh-huh. which one's the best. And Okay. And I don't think eights. Oh, anyway. All right. So let's see. They can be controlling, uh, dominating, and aggressive. So they might switch back and forth between generous um, and uh, sensitive and also controlling, dominating, aggressive. And so Mm -hmm. you might have a little bit of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at times. It feels like quick to respond and also quick to take action, sometimes too quick. Yeah. That's the problem is doing first and then thinking and then feeling. It gets you in trouble. Once I learned that, I was like, wow, everything in my life. <laughs> yeah. I always do. And then later I'm like, hmm, I wonder if there was a better way to do that. Yeah. Now that it's done, I wonder about that. The illustration that comes to my mind is like, I imagine everybody trying to figure out if we can all have, all have seats in the van. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say Aunt Susie and Uncle Phil, you know, they, they come for a visit with Grandma and, and we're all, we all go out to the car and... 
we're all standing there looking at each other. You know, you've probably had these moments in your yes. own family where you're going out to dinner and, you know, and you're like, well, do we have enough chairs in the van? How many can sit in the van? Oh, there's seven seats in the van. Mm-hmm. Well, where, 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 well, grandpa, where's grandpa going to sit? Because he needs extra, you know, he better sit up front. And, you know, well, grandma, she's car sick. And so, so we're all standing around hemming and hawing yeah. about where we're going to go to the Just a scenario. I'm like, oh, gosh, I think it's Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see, like, I think of the eight, just like this moment of indecision. Indecision, I think, feels like weakness and helplessness. And so indecision can feel like, well, I don't know what. And again, I think like nines, for example, they're in the doing group. But nines tend to approach things like, tell me what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And ones tend to like, well, let me organize it. And okay, Uncle Phil, you're going to sit here. Aunt Gladys, you're going to sit there. Grandma's going to sit here. The kid's there. We're all done. Ones want to organize it Mm -hmm. and structure it. An eight, I think, is just burning up. Like, I need to take action. Just standing here waiting for somebody to tell me what to do and somebody to decide. This is stupid. We literally can't get in a van. We, How can we? Why are we allowed to vote? (laughs) why are we allowed to drive and i can just see the eight like going to action and either barking commands which may or may not be well thought out or just grabbing their keys and saying i'm taking the truck if anybody wants to ride with me they can go with me so many times yeah and you know the people that see that might think wow you know they were upset or Mm -hmm. i guess they don't want to ride with us or, wow, it must be awful, you know, living with Which that. then is so frustrating for the eight because it's like, it was none of those things. Like, I just didn't want to stand here for 20 minutes trying to decide how we were getting in the car when I can easily just drive my own car. Yeah. There, problem solved. Now we have enough cars. Get in or don't. <laughs> well, I mean, it's childlike, right? To, as children, you you go out and stand by the car and you wait for mommy or daddy to open the door and <laughs> right. tell you what to do. Right. And... You know, that's what helpless little kids in first grade, they wait for their teacher to line them up because they can't walk to the bathroom if they don't form a straight line, you know. And so that, oh, somebody direct me and tell me what to do. That doesn't sit well. Can you not figure this out? Get in the car. Yeah. I'm just not going to be a part of this. I'm not going to sit here and wait for somebody to figure out. I was reading a book about eights and it said that every eight as a child has the... I'm just going to say it, the F-U moment, you know, and the book actually said the word. I was surprised, but it's kind of like every eight sort of had this moment as a child where they realized I can't depend on people to figure out my life. I've got to just take this by the horns and figure it out myself. Yeah. And I think, too, that moment is like you to yourself saying that, like to the child and yourself. It's like, look, we don't have time to be a kid. All right. So stop your crying and you're. Put your teddy bear down. Don't be a panty waist. Yeah, don't be a panty waist. Come on, it's not that hard. <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, I can think of clear examples with people that I'm like, all right, that's when I was like, all right, forget you. This is not working. But I can think, like, to myself at, like, three years old saying, like, we don't have time for this. Be an adult. Grow yeah. up. Suck it up. Yeah. Now, yeah. I wonder how that eight will respond when her own kids, you know, get to that point what if they you know Mm -hmm. you're you're telling them what to do and they say i'm not listening to this i'm not taking this i'm not Mm -hmm. well time will tell we'll see all right okay we'll get back to you in about what three years two years we'll make a video parenting and the eight (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay quick to respond quick to take action like i said almost sometimes too quick it's kind of like i'll take action and then figure it out once the action starts Let's right. get moving west, and then we'll figure out where so we're going. So many times, I'm married to a nine, and he'll have the day off, and we're like, all right, what do you want to do today? All of our chores are done. What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? We toss out all the ideas. And eventually, every time, I'm like, all right, let's just get in the car, and we'll Start pull out of the neighborhood, and we'll figure it out. So many times. So many times. Like, probably 80% of the time, we're like, all right, just get in the car, and then we'll know what to do next. Yeah. Once we get rolling, right? Once and part of that might be because we're both peas on Myers yeah, Briggs. It's so bad. E if I was a J, I'd be like the ultimate person, but I'm not. <laughs> it's fine. E and T P. Yeah. Um, and E and F P, uh-huh. which means I'm friendlier. 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> to your face. <laughs> to your face. <laughs> At least I'll tell you. <laughs> <clears throat> Look, the debater. That's what the ENTP is called. She's debating me right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so. I wouldn't really call that a debate. <laughs> oh, if I'm not crying, it wasn't a debate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I'm not crying. They have strong opinions. Hmm. And their presence is almost always felt, even when they're quiet. Interesting. I think that's something that, like, eights don't really notice. Like, they don't... I've talked to so many eights, and I'm like, you know, do you get that sense that, like, you just take up a lot of room? You know, and eights kind of know that because they're always having to moderate themselves. But I don't think we really have a good appreciation for the impact we can have on other people. Because someone will tell me later, like, wow, you know, you said that and it really meant this or that to me. And I'm like, who, what's your name again? (laughs) Why are you talking to me? (laughs) You know, it's like, we don't notice that we're making such an impact on people for good or bad. Yeah. Or realize how often I think people look to an eight to sort of like, what do we do next? Right. You know, like every time I had group projects in school, I always ended up taking the lead and I never understood why I was taking the lead. Why am I doing it? Why doesn't everyone take the lead? But people, they just didn't. Right. You know, whether it was because I had already filled that role without realizing or... Well, and now we know it's because three of the types are... Um, right. What's the word? Co- Assertive. Yeah. And then compliant. Compliant. Yeah. yeah, compliant. Three of the types are compliant. Right. Meaning... I need you to move first so I can then respond. Right. And then three of them are withdrawn. Mm. Like, you know. And so when you get that mix of people together, um, people are going to look to sometimes eights to get us started, you know. Get us going. Get us started. And eights are usually willing um, to do that. Although I don't think eights really want to think of themselves as you know, being responsible for these dependents. Yeah, they don't want to be managers. <clears throat> right. Like, I don't want to man- I don't want to have to tell you what to do. Yeah. That like puts all of us in a bad position. Because eights think I'm an adult, you're an adult, govern yourself. Well, and the eight wing <laughs> seven is called the independent. Yeah. Please, so, I do not want to tell you how to get along yeah. with all so of us. So you're now. now responsible for all of us <sighs> care for us. Right. And guide us, right. leader. I think eights might resist some of that. So if you're looking to an eight to be like this, hold your hand kind of micromanager, um, you might be disappointed. Right. If you're looking for a big overview leader to command and and give instruction and direct orders and then moves on to the next Mm -hmm. phase, um, I can see eights being a lot more general in in their instruction and in their oversight. Okay, so eights can be humble regarding their accomplishments. Um, they'll often rise to the occasion. Um, sometimes can become um, angry, blaming others, and even sick um, if anyone tries to constrain them or force the eight uh, to contain their vast energy. So if you feel like you're in an environment that is restrictive or you're not really free to say what you need to say um you know that five place can be pretty difficult for an eight to really inhabit for very long Mm -hmm. that outhouse you know can be difficult to live in for very long even to the point of making you sick um that's interesting Mm -hmm. you can feel like emotionally sick or physically sick like i can't go back to that office those people are driving me nuts i yeah i've definitely experienced that like in, in school or with different jobs I've had, like you just get to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, even just thinking about going there, I feel like physically ill. Yeah, right. Because I, I don't feel like I'm free to say what I want to yeah, say. Yeah, it's like you have too many constraints. You can't, yeah. you have to just put on this face and be this person that's oh, so horrible. Right. You can lean on a seven for a while and be right. upbeat and positive. Or you can lean on a nine, like whatever. I don't even just care. Get I'll along. Just, yeah. I'm just going to read a book over here in the corner and not cause problems. Right. right. But then, I mean, you're an eight. So. Right. Okay. So the lowest level is called the bully. <clears throat> the mid level is the immovable rock. And the highest level she calls the truth seeker. That sounds good. The truth seeker. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Aunt Susie, you're the problem. Okay. The truth seeker. All right. So the core understanding at this highest level of the truth seeker 
is that vulnerability and weaknesses are a natural part of being a human. And sometimes multiple truths must be assimilated in order to reach the real truth. In other words, maybe I don't have, you know, a complete handle of the entire set of facts on this. And so, although this seems obvious to me, mm-hmm. other people have other perspectives and I need to be aware of those perspectives and value those perspectives. And I could even be enriched by trying to understand. And I think really that's an eight leaning on a nine somewhat because mm-hmm. nines, you know, their superpower is that they can see everybody else's perspective. Nines have a hard time seeing their own perspective. Mm-hmm. They over identify with everybody else's perspective and sometimes lose themselves or lose their own perspective. And so when an eight can lean a little on a nine, mm-hmm maybe some of their problems could go away when they realized, well, you know what? I feel very strongly about this issue, but eh, there's another side to this. And other people have reasons to do and believe what they do and believe, and maybe I can just leave it alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How's that sound? (laughs) Yeah. No, I think it is true. Like you can, when you start to say, okay, we have different opinions, but I'm opening to open to hearing what your opinion is and how you came to that conclusion and you know you gave me a lot to think about right it's like okay you don't it's not that you're accepting all of these ideas and stuff but you have to at least be willing to listen to them and consider the validity and lean on your nine again to say maybe the best action i could take right now is none right And that may not feel like a possibility to an eight. No, you've got to take action. You can't bury your head in the sand. You're just ignoring the problems. Right. And sometimes the real solution, at least for a time, might be don't do anything. Right. Eights are really uncomfortable with what is it like sitting on the fence post or something, trying to decide which side do I take. They want to know this is where I stand. This is solid ground and this makes sense to me and this is the answer and this is the truth. Because eights just desperately want the truth. And so I need to have something that I can call true. And when you challenge that, it's difficult to for an eight to say, all right, you know what? Maybe I don't know the truth. Maybe I, that feels like vulnerability. Maybe I don't have the complete answer. Maybe there's no way to know some of the stuff that I want to know. Yeah, right. And maybe my perspective is limited. Right. Right, because I think about like raising a teenager Okay, you know, what if that teenager gets a little mouthy or gets a little pushy or gets a little full of themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, If I tried to go to battle with that 16-year-old or 17-year-old every time and show them that I'm in charge and I'm the boss, Mm -hmm. I might make it a lot worse. There are times as a parent when it's the best thing you could do maybe to just ignore some things and just realize kids go through phases and maybe we'll grow out of this mouthy phase or maybe, you know. And so that may not seem like the, an option to an eight, like ignore it and just do nothing and let them figure out on their own that their, their way of interacting isn't going to work for them. Um, Sometimes I say that eights tend to win battles and lose wars. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, eights can sometimes get so caught up in the battle and in the struggle that they they might become blind to what their real goal is. Like, right. I, like for example, I want to have a healthy relationship with my child mm-hmm. or I want to have a healthy marriage, a happy home. But then I look at your actions and you might be arguing and fighting over ketchup bottles and arguing and fighting over who left the socks there and arguing right. and fighting over what did you mean when you said that you know and you might get in all these little scraps and battles that really go against that overall overall goal of wait a minute that's right i really just want to have a happy marriage and right. maybe if i ignore this ketchup bottle and not make a big deal out of it but one thing that we've talked about grace and uh, it'd be good to bring up here is sometimes I think of eights, I think of them as kind of like the German shepherd that brings you the sock, <laughs> you know, when a German shepherd brings you a sock or a rope or whatever it is, a toy, and they lay it in your lap, you know, they're wanting to have a positive interaction with you. They're hoping that you grab a hold of the sock and then 
pull on it, you know, and pull it back and forth. And, and when you do that, as a human, you're like, okay, this is kind of fun, I guess. But you're not having near as much fun as that dog seems to be having. Yeah. I mean, that dog is feeling like there's something in that shepherd that used to be a warrior. You know, right. they used German shepherd, you know, or any big dog, you know, they're designed. They're like, I'm supposed to be a policeman. <laughs> yeah, they're designed to like go and kill things and right. do battle. Right. And right. now they've been domesticated and they have to cry to go outside. I should be a wolf. Yeah, they have to like sit at your feet and whine to please let me out of the bathroom. You right. know, outside to go to the bathroom. And can you open that bag of dog food and feed? I mean, they're so they've been so domesticated that every it's once in a really while, sad. every once in a while, that dog just wants to remember. Right. You know, I can growl and I can bark and I can tear up things. And so mm-hmm. they bring you that rope or that sock and they want to have a little struggle. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be enjoying it. Their tail is wagging the whole time. They're growling and you know, they're making all these noises and everything. And if you if you interact with that German shepherd that way, there's a good chance that you might get your fingers bit a little bit or nipped a little bit. Uh-huh. They're not intending to do that. You just remember you're dealing with a warrior. Right. And I think when you're married to an eight or raising an eight or, you know, live with an eight, it might be helpful to remember that, you know, just because they're growling and barking and snarling and all that doesn't mean they're angry. It doesn't mean that they are upset with you. It's just they want to feel their power. They want to feel that sense of strength. And they they are a warrior in there. Mm-hmm. And, and so... It is intended when that dog comes to you, they're wanting to connect with you. And so when an eight comes and, you know, can you believe what they said about, you know, uh, on the news? Can you can you imagine this is ridiculous? You see what they said at work? They said we can't, you know, use the back door at work anymore. Well, who decided that? You know, rah, 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 rah. and when you see an eight growling and snarling and barking and all that, don't be don't be afraid. Um Unless maybe they're coming after you. (laughs) (laughs) But just realize that they're interacting with you in a way that feels comfortable to them. Right. Is that? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And think about like when you get, when you exhaust the dog and they're done, what do they do? They come over and lay and lick and they're happy and okay, we're fine now. Everything's good. I was just expending energy. Right. You know, and I think eights are kind of the same way. Like now that we had this... And so what a surprise it is when you have that interaction and now it's done and you're ready to switch gears and be more affectionate, playful. Right. And the people that were on the receiving end of that. You just bit my fingers. Yeah. The people that were on the receiving end of that, you know, may, you're a bully. Right. No, I'm not. Right. Yeah. We were playing. I thought we were just, I thought we were just talking. I thought I could trust you. Yeah. And now I know I can't. Right. Because you can't handle it. Right. Right. And so I think that's that's, probably how it's going to feel to an eight. It is. And I think that's where eights have to take responsibility for themselves and realize that you're the dog with a sock. You know? Right. Like if you listened to him say that and identified with that, great. At the end of the story, you're the dog. Right. (laughs) You know? And it's like, okay, as the dog, I have to know that when I'm coming up and I think we're playing, everyone's like, why are you handing me a dirty sock and growling? You know, <laughs> where did you even get the sock? This isn't even yours. Yeah. You know, it's like. I went on the newspaper. No, no newspapers. I went online. I went on my news app and I found this sock right. that is over in the corner that nobody wants to talk about. You right. know, uh, restaurants are closed in my neighborhood. What? This is ridiculous. Right. Who decided that? Who put them in right. charge? Who? Yeah. And it's like, that can be a little bit, you know. Why are we bringing this up? Right. I want to feel strong and powerful. And Nate's never going to tell you that. No. I want to argue and gripe and complain and bark and snarl because I feel powerful. Right. Or to cover up their own vulnerability, you know, um, because, wow, they can just close our restaurant. I mean, that that's might how like a six might say it. Right. Wow, they can just close up our restaurants whenever they want to. That's That's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear an eight say that. They're going to bring you a sock and growl and bark and snarl. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of gentle people out there choose poodles, right? <laughs> and shit zoos uh-huh. and all these little Pomeranians and stuff because they, they kind of... You can put of, them in a purse. You can carry them with you. Yeah, they're kind of yeah. intimidated by that energy right. of that big dog. 
And so I think part of growth and healing for an eight is just realizing, you know, when is it okay to present that kind of power and strength? And when is it appreciated? I mean, because there are times when, you know, when an intruder is coming into your house, I want my German Shepherd to act like... Yeah, your Pomeranian's not going to help you. Yeah. yeah, I want the German Shepherd to act like a German Shepherd. Go ahead. Use your powers, you know, at that point. Right. But just like the dog, you know, needs to learn to be domesticated, I think eights are probably their whole life wrestling with this, like, issue of being domesticated right yeah i like as an eight i feel like i can see it like on two sides like in one way i have sympathy for other eights and thinking like okay every time you bring a sock to play you get smacked from the newspaper you know (laughs) it's like every time you're trying to play of everyone around you is like oh gosh get put the dog out you know yeah and it's like so in one sense it's like oh that really you know or somebody the dog you know or a one or a two yeah that's not nice be Be nice nice. be nice it's like oh my gosh i'm being nice i came out here to talk to you about this you know but remember nice is not yeah, it's not on the list. Truth <laughs> right. seeker. Right. Truth seeker. Right. So sometimes truth is the enemy of nice. Right. Yeah. Kind. And sometimes, and sometimes, it's nicer to say you're making everyone uncomfortable by having Christmas at your house. We're gonna do it the way we've always done it. Right. Or we're gonna do it at so and so's house. I'm telling you this because it's a nice thing. Everyone is talking behind your back about it. I'm coming to you and telling you we're not doing it that way and nobody wants to, you know. Right. And hopefully a mature person would realize that and appreciate it, but not everybody. Oftentimes. We're not dealing with mature people out in the world, though. So. Right. Not you guys, because you're watching this and learning. And that's why in college, you were the friend that helped break people up. Oh, so many times. I can't even keep... I have broken up with more people that I wasn't dating than people I was dating. Grace, I don't think I like him anymore, but I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, give me your phone. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. She doesn't like you. Yeah, that's all. No further questions. Perhaps if you showered. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. You know, but what I'm saying, though, is while I have sympathy... Like eights, you guys have to take this and mull it over and think about, okay, in what ways are you doing this? When are you handing people a sock and then mad at them that they don't want to play with your dirty sock? You know, I think we do this all the time and then blame the other people. They don't even, they can't even have a conversation. They can't be an adult and just talk. I don't know what their problem is, but it's like, okay, well, you came in out of 10 with something they didn't want to talk about or, or they didn't care about you, or makes them feel afraid like you're trying to hide you know and it's like or maybe this reason you're coming home with all this powerful controlling energy is because you feel like at work you're not in control right oh that's vulnerability right but i'm not going to come home and say wow it worked nobody's really listening to me or <laughs> paying attention to me or they all or, went to lunch without or me. including right. me Right. You're not going to come home telling us that. You're right. going to come home, why are these dishes left in there? This is ridiculous. Clean this garbage up. Right. And it's like, okay. All right. right. Yeah. And so the highest level of health, the eight, is realizing, you know, I want to be accepted for who I am. Well, I'm not always a warrior. Right. And I don't have to be a warrior all the time. I mean, sometimes people just you know, want you to be um, willing to express the things that are beneath the surface. And um, again... Or at least just don't, like, interrogate them when they start to do it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. maybe you don't want to bring up all of your, you know, sad thoughts. But when someone else does, sit there like a person and listen to it and offer some emotional support. Right. Without. Without. That's ridiculous. Well, you, you know need why to go you back feel like that. You need to go right. back there and you need to tell them. Right. Again, because eights share right. their power, right? Right. The very, I always think of it like this, like the very thing that we're looking for in our type, like sevens want to be happy and satisfied, is what we bring when we're healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got a crappy job to do, go get a seven and do that job with them when they're when they're healthy they'll make it fun right. they'll make you'll be laughing while you're doing this ridiculous right. job so sevens bring happiness and joy you know and fun into the world when they're when they're doing well mm-hmm. the very thing they're searching for eights who are searching for strength and power and 
you truth. know, truth. That's what they bring in the sense that not only do they bring that in themselves, but then they also help me tap into my own strength mm-hmm. and power, you know, and empower me. Uh, an unhealthy eight just needs you to know how powerful and strong they are. Well, I told them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking this garbage. And then I think a healthy eight, I leave the conversation feeling like, you know what? I I do have, I can control my future too. Right. A, a, a healthy eight makes me feel like I do have a voice. I do have power. I, right. I can make these decisions. And I think if eights own. are honest about it, like that's the feeling they like the best. Is like, okay, they had a conversation with someone, and then three days later, that person comes back and says, you know, after I talked to you, I went and I did that. I dumped the jerk. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) I did it. And it's because I talked to you, and you told me, and I did it. You know, that's why, like, I love coaching so much is because then I get this feedback, like, you know, you gave me this advice, and it worked, and I did it, and it really changed things. Like, okay, that's what I I love, that feeling. But you're not going to get the satisfaction of knowing that you really helped someone when you're like, calling them names, you know, in order to push them towards that. Yeah. Well, and also you being willing to express times when maybe you struggled, your vulnerable times could inspire others who are feeling, feeling very vulnerable to greater levels of strength. Right. So like, you know, people identify with your weaknesses. Right. And they go, wow, you know, there was a time when Grace, when she mm-hmm. felt like this, and and you say, yeah, I did, um, and this is what I did to, you know, to empower my situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I guess. But if you're always, oh no, I never was afraid of anything. Well, mm-hmm. nobody can identify with that, right? Because the rest of us, right, all at times feel very vulnerable. Okay, let's see. The challenge of eights who seek high self-mastery is to learn to manage their large, dynamic energy and their reservoir of anger by fully acknowledging their long-hidden vulnerability. Eights are generous, strong, open-hearted, and open-minded, although still direct and honest. Again, truth seekers. Uh, They speak from the heart and the head as well as just from the gut. And they solicit and embrace differing opinions. Their protectiveness of others is gentle rather than controlling or dominating, and they are grounded, warm, and deeply confident. Right. Are you there yet? I think, I think, uh, at my best, yeah, for sure. At your best, yeah. For sure. I work hard to be there. Yeah. But that's the good thing about the Enneagram is then I know what I should be working towards. Yeah. Because we could read the chapter on fives or fours, and you'd be like, that's not me at all. I don't have any problem with any of this. Right. Right. I mean, I did my whole degree in counseling. So how many books did I read about, like, be a better you? And I'm reading this and I'm like, I, this is not making yeah. me a better person. Network, socialize, yeah, make like, friends, okay. dream big, aim high. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all good stuff. Okay. But the Enneagram has a way of just slicing right. through and right. shredding. Right. And as a doer, I want to know the practical steps. Yeah. Tell me what to do to be better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if you are feeling a little stuck, whatever your type is, um, you can reach out to Grace. Her The link is in my description below to her website. And I'm sure she would love to hear from you. Make an appointment with her. And uh, let's get moving in the right direction. Yes. Thank you, guys. Be present to life. I'll see you next time. Have a great week.